Shauna Fitzgerald here and you're very welcome back to your Well Able podcast. So um, today's episode is a little bit different. Um, I'm serving myself up for a good roasting and I have my sister Neve Fitzgerald here who's going to be guest host this week. Um, so Neve is going to be asking me all the questions that clients have kind of um, said to me the last while. Ever since i done the podcast with my two amazing sisters... <laughs> Neve and Kira, um, people have been saying, "Oh, why don't you like do one? Um, you know, answer questions and be put on the spot for a change." So clients have said it to me um, a few times now, and then a couple of friends as well. So he said, "Oh, sure, we may as well just do it, get it done and over with." And um, sure, I said I'd pick the worst out of a lot of them and have my older sister, um, yeah, dish out the questions and serve me up for a good roast. And so, thanks very much, Neve, for agreeing to do it. You're very welcome. There's like a million questions here. It's ridiculous. If we don't get anything out of this, we just will get that our clients are super nosy. If anything comes out of this podcast, so we just get into it. Yeah, just go okay. Into it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, the first one is: How did you get into lifting? We'll start off easy. Okay. Um, so I got into lifting through you, obviously. So I, um, well, not obviously, but yeah, so I never lifted really before. And I wasn't like Neve, or, you know, I didn't have really a sport to do when I was younger. I used to do dancing a lot and um, a bit of running and swimming. But I was never, I never had a team sport. Um, so when I was about, I think I was about 18. Yeah, I would have been probably about 18, 19. And I started going into one escape where Neve worked at the time and done a few classes here and there. And then Neve, my dad actually paid for a membership for me. And um, yeah, so I started going and Neve would give me, like Neve would give me, um, you know, she'd give me programs and stuff to do. And yeah, then it was when you opened Lyft. So Neve opened Lyft and then I started doing like one-on-one kind of with you for a while. Yeah. Started doing personal training and yeah, I just found a graph for it and just loved it and continued lifting ever since and then yeah decided to become a trainer so that's how I got into lifting okay so that kind of links into the next question so what um so what made you want to be a PT was it the fact that you were lifting all the time getting great results feeling great about yourself or I just answered that question for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just answered that question um yeah so well no actually you probably remember I because obviously when you're one-on-one uh you you start chatting in the gym and obviously Neve had known me fairly well and um I hated my job I wasn't happy really in the pharmacy at the time and I would always kind of complain I didn't really know what I wanted to do so Neve was like why don't you just do this like you seem to love this and I was like yeah I actually do really love it um and I yeah I I suppose I just took a risk I was like we'll see because even though I loved it training I didn't know how I was going to be working so um I went back to college then and done a course and then done an internship with Neve or a mentorship with Neve um done a few classes and um taught a few classes with Neve there like she'd bring care at Neve and I remember Rosemary actually at the time and um made me like trial a few classes see how I got on and yeah I loved it from there so that's kind of how I got into becoming a trainer yeah Cool. And um, 
since becoming a trainer then like you said you like you love lifting and training beforehand yeah. and then you became a trainer and I see this a lot with trainers and they their own training slacks then a yeah. little bit because they find out they're motivated and they they give the excuse oh I'm too busy and you know everything else but like in my eyes if you're selling health you have to be healthy yourself yeah. so do you find that's hard to stay motivated to train um yeah I do sometimes so it depends on the week I suppose I'll get weeks where I'm like all in and I try not to I try not to have a plan like I try not to say right I'm gonna have like seven or eight sessions this week but I just try and make it it's my lifestyle and that's what I do because I feel like if you write it down you're like right I want to train this day I'm gonna have this right it's just a plan and it can be easy to fall off the wagon whereas if you're just like no I I I train five days or I train six days a week you know what I mean it's just becomes part of your week and part of your lifestyle but there definitely are weeks where yeah I might feel like just wrecked or I wouldn't necessarily feel as motivated as the week before but again like you said um training as a trainer is how you learn really um and plus, you've drilled it into us that we should never, anyone who's ever worked here, you never do a pro, you never teach a class or do a program with a client without doing it yourself. So, in order, if you're constantly changing up things with clients, not constantly changing up, but obviously you keep variety for those who are training with you a long time in classes and stuff, then you do need to, um, you do need to test them before putting them through. So, you're kind of forced to train in that sense. So, but. I, I enjoy it so I try to just make a part of my lifestyle but definitely you have weeks where you're less motivated but I suppose my advice would just be um, or for me to just you, you, you never regret it when you do it like you might feel unmotivated but then once you do it you feel so much better anyway so yeah exactly and I suppose you're in the ideal situation here where you've someone with massive expertise in this field so to leave a great program design for you to do as well so that is a benefit. But um, linking on to that, another question here was, just to link on to that, would you have the same mentality towards training as your sisters? And then it says in brackets on their podcast, they seem like very strong individuals. We like that question and that person. So, <laughs> um, Yes and no. So I would, I think, yeah, I think I do. Like, you would be different... You'd be on a different scale, I think, um, to not all of us, but I mean, you came from such a sporty background. Mm -hmm. So I think it was natural for you to have that mentality, you know, and that that is something that's one of my biggest regrets um, is never playing sport. It's a huge regret. But um, I think the, the same mentality yeah, I would have a similar mentality in certain situations because because of our mom and our dad. Um, they they were always very strong and like that. I grew up looking at the three of you being so you know strong and having that mentality. And it's not even in in not even in a, a gym setting or a workout setting. Even them, um, you know, with life events or when it, with, with work or you know even college like Siobhan like Siobhan we mentioned on the podcast like she, she had a rough old time when she was going through college like she like we said she really shouldn't have been an accountant but she pushed through <laughs> but she pushed through and like just was like no yeah. I'm determined to get this done you know what I mean and then you'd have Kira who um yeah Kira it was the exact same like you know she I remember Kira went for her interview um 
for Lingus and Cabin Crew and she didn't even tell anyone that she was going to yeah, do that do you remember yeah. and she was like no this is what I want to do so I'm just going to do it and then same with you like you know so I've always I do think I have this strong mentality to get me out of situations when I need to um, and to be like no this is ingrained into me um, so yeah I, I, yeah, no I do I, I would have the same mentality because it's it's um, it's drilled into me not drilled into me but it's who we are and we're, we're yeah. proud to be like that so yeah yeah, and I, th- I think I think for me sometimes training is like a coping mechanism nearly as well, and like a whole thing of like if I'm physically strong, I'm mentally strong. Like I remember just leading into another question here. I remember lifting the morning of our mom's funeral because I went to the gym and I lifted weights because I knew I had to get up um, and say a bit at, at the funeral and stuff. And I knew if I was and I do my workout mentally, I'd be able to cope with that a lot better. So another question with that was losing a parent can never be easy. Um, how is losing how is losing mom impacted you and how you see life? Um, yeah, so, yeah, losing a parent is never easy. It, and you know what it is? I think for our family as well, um, it was a tough one. Well, it's always going to be, it was a tough one, but it's always going to be tough. But we're very much so, um, we liked anything that we can prepare for or anything that we can control. Um, you know, we like that. We like being able to prepare for for situations, or we like being able to, you know, like we all come together or something. So like, say for example, when Dad wants the marathon, you know, we all come together and make sure that we have control to make sure that he has someone at every spot to keep him going. You know what I mean? So we prepare for that. Um, you know, when Kira has had her children in the past, we've all been like, okay, so we'll do this and we'll help here and we'll help there and vice versa with Siobhan. So. Uh, but with that, we that was completely out of our control. Um, we couldn't, you know, obviously we couldn't control that. And it, it was, it is tough, very tough. But um, I suppose how you deal with it is just, was that the question? Yeah, how did you deal yeah, with it? Yeah. Um, how has it impacted your life? How, how has it changed? Yeah, well, like massively. Like, obviously, massively, it changes your life massively. I was... 18 when we lost mum and I suppose I I didn't really under not that I didn't understand but it was very sudden and it was very oh like this is actually happening so what do we do here but um it's impacted my life massively but I was lucky enough that again I had I I I don't want to sound sexist here but I was very happy that I had three older sisters um uh, not that it's sexist, but it, that I didn't have it. Not that it, I didn't. I would prefer to have a brother, or I prefer to have sisters over a brother. But I think having the three females really, really helped me because um, they they stepped in. You know, they really stepped in and they helped me. And they kind of like at eighteen, you're you're still kind of being weird. Like you don't really know what what you're going to do with your life. So my sisters were a huge. Um, huge help in that and my dad my dad's amazing so it has impacted it obviously it it impacts everyone's life but it has impacted my life massively because there were certain things that I you know I was in college when mom passed away and I was due to go to college and I lasted a month or two and I dropped out and then I just continued working so I never done stuff that I would have liked to do you know I never finished college because I just I didn't I didn't want to. I was grieving and I didn't want to. So there was a lot of things that I haven't done. But then would I have been here if that didn't happen? So, you know, you just you but you you just take every day as it comes and you you keep going. You have to, you've no choice. So 
Yeah, exactly. And I think just what you're saying there, like, you know, we everyone takes on different roles in life and in families and stuff like that as well. And it did definitely impact you because you are on a different road now than you would possibly have been on because you did drop out of college and then you were training and then it was like you were lucky enough to have a cool older sister to offer you a job, like, you know, as well. Possibly overpay you, but look, we won't get into that here. But anyway, like, no, like, it, it did. It, it totally changed the route of um, of, of your path. And, you know, like you say, you may not have been here. So that's that's pretty cool as well. Like, yeah. There's, another, there's a question somewhere here about Shamo. Seamus uh, saying, how did he get into fitness? Was he always super fit? Is what talking about parents? No, was he? Well, yeah. yeah so, Dad, well, yeah, he... <laughs> no, he would have always been fit, yeah. Um, would have always loved swimming and running, but he really stepped it up um, when man passed away. So he, not that he wasn't always like that, he was, he was always, you know, Neve and him would always have that banter and they'd always have, like I remember being on holidays, I think we spoke about this on This Is Just Podcast, but I remember being on holidays on a beach and like it started off, we were in Turkey, do you remember that? Mm, yeah, and um, like we had our nanny and everything with us and um so it, we were in Turkey and we were running along this beach and no we were all just walking actually and it started off like Neve kind of just started jogging a little bit I don't know why just Neve being Neve wanting to get away from us all and then dad was like oh she's jogging so dad started going and then all of a sudden one of them had got quicker and then the other one and then it came a full-blown bloody race Um, so he'd always have that with Neve, and you know Neve was always the one to play sports and stuff so he would have always been fit and you know driving all of us even with me with dancing he he you know he my dancing wasn't cheap um wasn't cheap at all and he made sure that I was constantly doing it so he always wanted I think us all to you know it was always drilled into us that it's you know important to be fit and healthy but um he really upped a notch when mom passed away because uh yeah, like she was gone and he was he was on his own. There was only myself and Neve actually moved on for a while, but there was only myself and himself for a while. And um yeah, he needed something and it helped him. The the running it yeah, definitely helped his mind and it was something to keep him going and look forward to on the weekends because he hadn't got, you know, mom there anymore. So it was something for him to focus on. So that's when he really upped the notch and it, thankfully he's um He's become stronger and stronger. He's now doing weights and all with us in here and lift. And uh, I think he's nearly fitter than what he was 10 oh, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He played, um, he actually, you wouldn't remember this because you're too young, but he played uh, years ago, he played really high level soccer actually. And myself and Kira would be dragged to his games every weekend uh, unwillingly. But um, he was actually really good. He actually was really good. And then I think just having four daughters, four kids, and wanting to get the best and put us in all the sports and everything else <coughs> financially, he had to sacrifice that to. To work more, I suppose, really. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, when man passed away, he just, there were longer days in the house, he said, so to get out of the house and do kind of stuff yeah. is great. And it's great for us to be able to kind of pay him back now where he can come in here and he doesn't pay for membership. That's not dick. But he doesn't pay for classes or anything here. And he comes in here a couple of times a week and it's great to see him in here. And he's great banter. And it's great to see people like him who's, um, who's older, and but it has a great mentality of like just pushing through it, and you know, you know, age is not a limitation. Like no. you know, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. So sorry. Um, also, next one. Sorry. How do you feel about sharing your work and personal life on social media? Do you do you need to restrict yourself in what you share? 
Do you know what? That's actually an interesting question because last night was one of those moments that I had. Um, so I was at the Royal Festival all day yesterday. This is being recorded on a Monday. What day to be the 2nd of March? And yeah. um, Thrive was on the 1st. So I was at the Royal Festival um, on the Sunday. And um, it was, yeah, it was a grand day. It was a great day. And then I had recorded, like, you know, I'd put up a couple of things on Lyft and I'd put up a couple of things on my own personal um, page as well. And then later on, me and the girls went for something to eat. And... Um, my dad, our, our dad has well and truly rubbed off me. Um, I had a pint of Guinness and I, you know, had it up on, had a picture of it up on social media. And then I was like, people are probably going to be looking at this going, your one's putting up this and that, all about fitness and then she's putting up pints of Guinness or whatever. And I was nearly like, what do I, do you just do that? But then I was like, yeah, because it's a balance. Like I've trained five days this week Um I, you know, have been. I don't. I. I don't say I've been good with my food because I don't believe in good or bad. But as in, I, I've been prepped for my meals, um, and I wanted a pint of Guinness, so I had a pint. Of, well, I had two pints of Guinness actually, and I enjoyed them thoroughly. But um, yeah, so I do find it hard sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, do you put this up? Do you not put that up? And especially with Lyft, you know when. Um, when we're putting up stuff for Lyft, it's, you know, people, does people know the trainers in Lyft? It's only myself and Eve here at the minute. And, you know, so you're you're always kind of like, oh, like when you're putting things up. But then all of our clients know that, you know, it's it's a balance and you want to be real. I, I'm not, I'm never going to be that person who stands there in a sports bar and uh, who's standing there going, yeah, come to Lyft. Like, we're not about that. That's not the ethos that we have here either. But, you know, it's a lifestyle, and in order for you to get clients and to to adapt to that, um, you have to be one of those people to be like, yeah, it's okay if you've done this, and not okay, but you're an adult, and it's a life, and if you're going to do this for the rest of your life, then you need to ensure that you have a balance, and it's not just for social media that I don't want to be that person that puts up my dinner and having it all amazing and then doesn't put up my point to Guinness. You know what I mean? It's a balance. So, yeah, it's hard sometimes if you care what people think, but then you just have to realise that you don't actually give a fuck what people think. So, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Just, just <coughs> the next question, uh, linking up with that, is uh, one of your biggest pet peeves in the fitness industry. industry. Mine is what you were just saying there about people posting stuff and you have an um, Instagram post been like people like half naked and eating 800 calories a day and going to the gym two and three times a day and saying how amazing they feel. And then a couple of months later, they put up going, actually, no, I was feeling really bad at that time and I was kind of lying to you all guys and blah, blah. Like, you know, just don't do it. Just, just don't, yeah, just be real. Just don't put that stuff out there at all, like, you know. Um, so for you, that's my, one of my pet peeves. What's yours? How f- focused we are on aesthetics as opposed to what fitness should be about, which is, you know, your mental strength and your, your physical strength. Um, and keeping yourself fit and healthy um, and yeah like at Thrive um, I was at Thrive Festival the weekend and you could see that there was a lot of um, there was a lot of people you know, I rocked up in my jeans me and Marie one of the girls rocked up in our jeans and jumpers because we weren't training but 
at the same time, there was just people walking around half naked as well with sports bras on and whatever. And whatever, if you're warm, grant. But like, if I'm warm, I just put on a, a string top. You know what I mean? I don't feel the need to walk around with my sports bra. Um, like, I wouldn't walk around in a bikini, so I don't understand why. So, yeah. But that was a big attention for me. I was looking, kind of going, what is going on here? Like, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit ridiculous that it's all about the aesthetics and people are forgetting about um, what it should be about. And then... I was talking to Liam, which is the producer of the podcast, and uh, one of the main sponsors was Kellogg's uh, Thrive yesterday. And I just, I, I kind of, for a moment, was looking at it going, because people have been asking, would Lyft ever, um, now obviously Neve hasn't said anything on this, but people would have been asking, would Lyft ever have a stand there? And it was good to go down and see, but um, I don't know if Lyft would, we wouldn't, we wouldn't fit in, I don't think, because... No. Because no, because we wouldn't fit in. Because like, like fitness now, it's trendy to be fit. It's trendy, like all sports brand nows, and and you know, like they're massive billion dollar companies. Like and to be like health industry is massive, massive industry now. So it's like we, we don't go along that approach of a cookie cutter kind of program where one size fits all at all. Like our clients come in and we want to know about the journey they've had in order to give them a good program, a nutritionally sound program. And just what we're going to go on about Kellogg's there been been sponsors like Kellogg's don't bring any, anything good to anybody's body at all. Like, you know, um, so like, yeah, so like I, I think uh, we it wouldn't be our thing at all like you know wouldn't be selling out no and I was interested to go down and, and see that because for when I when when I first walked in I was like oh maybe it would be cool you know it would be cool to get people down and kind of for me and Neve to chat to people and you know have a stand down there but then when I went in and had more of a look I was like we would really not fit in here because our mentality and our ethos is nothing you know we're all about your your strength and your fuel nutritional fuel and yeah when I seen that Kellogg's was a big sponsor I was like ah no it's just it's just the money and that's not something that I don't think we want to be linked to because you know we want to ensure that our clients are fueling themselves in in the in the healthiest and best way possible to for them to reach their goals and also for them to you know keep their diet nutritionally balanced for their health um and for for you know their own their own self so for us to kind of go along and just be part of a day just to get our name out there um no i think we'd rather have clients come through the door from from what we've been lucky enough is hearsay you know yeah, a lot of our clients like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so um that's one of my pet peeves is aesthetics and uh the lack of um i suppose the lack of research and evidence-based information mm. in the fitness industry at the minute yeah, for sure. So, on that, just talking about clients and that as well, like, like, what does success mean to you? And not generally with clients, I don't think this question is. I think just in general, what does success mean to you? Um, success for me equals happiness, I think. So, I think if you're... Happiness equals success, sorry. I think if you're, if you're doing something that's making you feel good and feel happy and whether that be your job or whether that be that you're hitting the gym whatever amount of times a week or that you're getting up every day and doing something that's good for you it doesn't always have to be related to the gym like some people you know they prefer to go on a walk and that's fine so I think 
feeling good about yourself and putting yourself first um yeah for me that's success success because uh for a long time I I didn't do that um you know we've spoke about this a good bit but um and on the sisters podcast as well or one with Rosemary actually I'm only now kind of doing a lot of stuff for myself and I think Neve will agree that I'm probably the happiest I've been in a long long time because you know when you when you're in a relationship so I was in a long-term relationship for a while and not that it was a bad relationship or an unhappy relationship but you kind of you get into a, a habit of just kind of doing the same things as them or you know kind of just doing stuff for other people and you don't ever think about yourself and think no would I like to do this and my training has really improved in the last while um and also you know just doing things more so for myself and not having to worry about other people not not worry about other people obviously I'm always there for my friends and family but as in I have put myself first in the last while and I think I, I've I've noticed that I've been even more successful at work um, and mentally as well. My mental health has improved a lot. So, I, yeah, I think to be successful um, and success for me is doing something that you love. Um, and I think, you know, when you start off as a trainer as well, like four years ago, Jesus, I remember looking at my bank account going, oh, how the fuck am I going to live? And now it's... Um, you know, thankfully, I'm in a position where it's getting better, and I'm, I'm, it's a, it's, it's, you know, I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a successful trainer, but, well, I am, like, yeah, yeah I am a successful trainer, so, yeah, and you know, I'm, I wouldn't, you know, it, it it's, I'm lucky that, um, you know, Neve is, Lyft is has a great ethos, but this is where even if Neve wasn't involved, this is the type of place that I would like to be in because it's what I believe in. So I think, yeah, for that, just overall, doing stuff for yourself and making yourself happy equals success. Like, yeah. yeah. I I feel you find success as well when you're not driven by money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. like and like, like, like you said a couple of years ago when your bank account was pretty low and everything yeah. else, like, like I think it's very, it's very rewarding and successful um, for yourself as well. When you, when you work your way up the chain and you, yeah. you kind of earn, earn more money then and like, you know, so to, to, to me that's success, like, yeah. you know, when you're not driven by money and doing things, like you say, that makes you happy, yeah. Which kind of leads into the next question. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Probably own a lift and you would never employ me, but anyway, yeah. probably own a lift. <laughs> I'll sell it to you at good price. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I'd lie if I said that it wasn't to do with it lift. Because um, I, I do see myself. This is. Yeah, this is my, my, I, 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 my job. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could do anything else now. Um, so just being successful, like if, thankfully, you know, lift, lift is strong it's you know where it's um it's grown by the day um so you never know we might be lucky enough to have another lift one day yeah, yeah, yeah. what did we say we'd call a drop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a there's a unit next door, Shauna, if you wanted to go and drop. But actually, no, like I, I do think, like you were saying, lifts is growing every day, but that's true to personality, I think. And that's something that we are very different trainers in that way and in life as well, obviously. Um, we're very different people. So I think personality is that one makes it grow. And Christy always says, um, a lot of our classes know Christy, she always says, it's like the Fitzgerald charm, she calls it. She's, people just like it for some weird reason. Like, you know, and she calls me all kinds of assholes. But like, so people just like it. And, and, and that's what it is. I think when you, I think, I, I think when you do have that effect on people, and I, I see you with your clients and stuff like that, and they're very happy coming in and out, and you, you bring a different dynamic to their day and that, like, why would you go off and stand behind a counter and work in a pharmacy or work for the man in an office just so you earn an extra 10 grand a year or whatever? That's, that's nothing. Well, selling your soul for what? Like, you know, so why wouldn't you stay in this industry, like, w- with people and dealing with people as well? Like, so, yeah, I think, yeah. You'll have left, and I'll be in the Bahamas somewhere taking a wage still. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> so what is um, going on for that? How do you change someone's, just talking about personality, how do you change someone's mindset about fitness? I don't think you can change someone's mindset, but I think you can definitely help um, them have a different outlook. You know what I mean? I think changing someone's mindset is a very individual um Based thing and it's something that you have to work on yourself but to help I suppose let clients see a different outlook or not even a client someone else have a different outlook would be to just try and remind them that okay so here's an example you've got this as well I think over the years friends would say to me Jesus personal training is very expensive isn't it like it's, it's really expensive I don't know how people afford it you go out on a night out Minimum, you'd spend 100 euro, right, on drinks. That's basically, now excuse my language here, but it's basically piss the next morning, you know what I mean? Like, you piss it out, you. So... You could say detoxify or pee would be better wording. Detoxification or something. Yeah, well, no. But that's what you do, though. Yeah, Get up the next morning and it's gone. But anyway. Get I, I didn't get elocution lessons. I didn't get elocution lessons. I was the only one that didn't. Anyway, but... um, So, yeah... I and we don't think about that. We don't think about how much money we spend on that. So that's that's uh for us anyway in Lyft, like that's nearly a chain class pass. Yeah. Um in two personal training sessions. So it, you know, you have to kinda I'm not saying to take sacrifices, but you have to put yourself first and be like, What do I want? And you know it, it, it's you know, you want to make sure that you live a long and healthy life. You know, you are, there has to be some sort of, there has to be some sort of responsibility there, personal responsibility. Um, And obviously I'm not saying to like not drink or not eat whatever you want. Like that's again, balanced lifestyle. But um, you do have to, I think, have a different outlook and be like, well, look, I want to be strong and I want to be fit and I want to be healthy. So for me, I'm driven by strength. Um, yeah I am I'm driven by strength mentally physically I like being strong I like you know I like I like the idea of having a strong mind as well Um, in my family I'd guess lagged well I wouldn't guess lagged but like that Neve was lagging me and Kira was like on the podcast because she was like I'm probably him what did you say something about I haven't uh, suffered I've suffered with my mental health a lot less than you two or something to that extent (laughs) but um but in, in certain situations, you know, 
like getting with mum, um, when we lost mum, having a strong mind, that's what got us through, being strong. It is, it is, you know, so I think if you look at it from that point of view, it, it, being physically strong, Neve has mentioned that earlier on, that's my, that's, that's how I, you know, I, I think, right, if I'm going to be physically strong, I will be mentally strong and I, it will benefit me. So I think putting yourself first and having that and knowing what drives you, um, that'd be how I, I get away from the aesthetics, you know, stop thinking about what you're going to look like. It takes time. Stop thinking about how much you are on the scales. Get off the scales. Get off the yeah. scales. Get away from the aesthetics. Stop looking in the mirror every single day and nitpicking at your body. Be proud that you, you, you know, you have a body, you know what I mean? Be, you know, and, and just think and ask yourself, what is it that you want? Um, and, and go from there. That'd be my... Yeah, and I think I think I think it's something that happens here organically without us even realizing that was happening. That people kind of there's like a community kind of feel here. So people go after class on a Saturday morning, they'll all go for coffees and stuff mm -hmm. afterwards, or even after PT, some of the lads will go for coffees together. I think that's the thing is getting people in to realize that it's not all like big trainers shouting and screaming at them, like you know, or down the back of a class being ignored. You know, yeah. Sean is great at this, me not so much, but she knows everyone's name that comes in here, like you know, and that that, that that's what we try to do a real personal touch. And it's just that we want people to be in a nice, comfortable environment to train in. So to, to help change someone's mindset is getting them, get them in the door. You know, everything can be modified for every individual person, like, you know. And just what you're saying about the health aspect of it as well and being strong and stuff, like, you know, you're saying about you'd, you'd go on a night out and you spend 100 quid easily enough, like, changing people's mindset about being like, your body... It's the only machine you have in life. Like, don't be putting crap in it. Like, you wouldn't pull up in your brand new car and put, like, the cheapest oh, no. diesel in it. You'd pick, pick the higher, the premium stuff. So so why, why is it okay to do that to your body? So, um, so yeah, changing people's mindset and that. I think getting them in the door firstly, like, yeah, which, like we said, organically happens. And then people realise that training doesn't have to be all, like, hardcore. It can, can be fun and that as well, which is good. Okay, yeah. Okay, we are. We're running out of time. I'm um, Shauna. She's just super busy, so Shauna is in her few minutes. So we'll do quick fire questions. What does your well able mean <clears throat> to you? Um, oh, gosh, that's a real cringy. Uh, oh, God. Right, so I just started saying you're well able. I didn't actually even notice that I was doing it. But um, to me, in every aspect, it means like you're well able in every aspect of life, not just in the gym setting. So, um, you know. I started saying that to clients, you know, if, if a client was leaving a PT and um, they'd be like, oh, I have to go into this stupid office now and I have to do a meeting. I'd be like, I go on, you're well able. Like, you know, you, there's nothing stopping you. Or, and then I started saying it in the gym and it just kind of became a thing. But um, yeah, just, it's self explain You know, you're well able yeah. in every aspect yeah. of life. Um, just do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get your motivation and drive from? My job. Yeah, here, like, lift. Um, and my sisters, my dad, yeah, they're what keeps me going um, and what keep me motivated. My nieces and nephews, my family, yeah, family and friends. Um, you know, when I see my nieces and my nephews, uh, it's actually, sh it's gas. You never realise how much they they would mean to you before they become into your life. And... Um, they're, they're what keep me motivated, you know, there's, there's days I've, and you know, it's no secret, I've been on social media um, talking about it as well, but uh, I've struggled with my mental health a lot. The last while actually, you know, it deteriorated a few months ago and I remember my, my eight-year-old niece, she just knew and she just put her arms around me and gave me a hug 
and uh, she was like, you know, things will get better. And I'll never forget that. Ellen Marie mm. Tooch, that's, oh, they just, they're the best. They keep me going, they keep me motivated and driven. Definitely my sisters and my dad because um, there's not a day that goes by where they don't be, you know, driving to go. So when I see that, I'm lucky that I come from a, from a really good family. So, yeah, my family and my nieces and friends, nephews. Good stuff. Um, <coughs> who do you look up to in the fitness industry? Oh, Jesus Christ, this is just like a fucking plug for you, isn't it? <laughs> you knew that. You actually did know that, didn't you? It's a you? question. It's a question someone's asked. Um, <laughs> my sister, yeah, Neve. Um, yeah, I do. I've, I've, I, I don't, I don't think it's any secret. You know, clients always like me. They, and I, I, when I say this, I don't mean this in a. In a it's probably going to sound weird, but I don't. Obviously, she's my sister. I don't mean it in, in every way. But I kind of fangirl over Neve. Um, she, me and Neve were always very close. Um, growing up until. She got a pair of Levi jeans, and when I was about seven, I wanted a pair of shorts, and I cut them. <laughs> or I was about seven, sorry, I was about eleven, and I cut them. Um, but <laughs> I was a little fecker. But um, like there would have been times where Neve, me and Eve shared a room and stuff, and uh, I've always, yeah, we've all, we have always had a weird kind of close bond. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she's always been a great. A great asset to my life and uh, she takes me any difficult situation that I've been in I, you're always there like Kira is different Kira is like the, the 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 I know this is the fitness industry but all my sisters are related to fitness so um you know Kira would be the person that I want to go to when I'm like crying or you know when I'm upset and whatever and and I used to always say that oh, be always Kira, but it is Neve as well and she is who I look up to a lot of the time you know when I came into the fitness industry um, I remember sitting in college some days and I'd be like I, I don't really know what they're what they're on about here like some of the lads be saying stuff and I'm not being sexist saying that just the majority of my class were lads so and um, I was like, I'm glad that I don't have that perspective and it's just from looking uh, training and lift and also having such a strong sister um you know to to look up to that you know she knows her stuff and uh very educated puts the work into it so it'd be Neve, and then um the guys out in the Irish strength institute um adam own lacy is the is the founder and owner of our the Irish strength institute and adam and robbie um two of the the trainers out in malahide um really good dudes I done the mentorship program with them um, or the apprenticeship program with them so anyone who's in the fitness industry if you haven't already looked up at their the stuff definitely um, head over to Lift Training Studios we have a lot of information <laughs> there and uh, and the Irish Strength Institute so they'd be but Nave obviously would be my main one that I look up to yeah it's very suspicious that it's payday today and that answer <laughs> came out yeah it is <laughs> Um, <coughs> how do you keep your work and personal life separate? And just to link up with that, then someone else asked, um, are you good friends with some of your clients? Okay. Which, yes, is the answer to that question, which is good. Really good friends with all of my clients. I uh, have a great relationship with all of them. So, and I love that. Um, yeah, so I am. And, you know, I love it. They're, they're, they're what keeps me grounded. And they actually, you know, my clients keep me motivated as well. Um, yeah, the clients really, really keep me motivated. 
days that I feel shit, even about coming into work, if I know that I'm coming into one of my PT clients or my courses, I love doing the courses. They keep me really motivated. So I love having such a close relationship with my clients. And then, um, what was the other question? How do I keep personal life and work? Yeah. I don't. I don't really keep it separate, do yeah. I? Um, obviously, no. Like we're not like that. Like you know, people are people. They yeah. come in the door, you get chance to them. I don't really have a, a boundary with this is work, this is personal. We're all adults, and you know, it's no. I don't really keep separate. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, and that's true. And I think that's something as well. You know, our clients appreciate that as well like you know you're, you're relatable like you know you're your person as well like as long as you're not dating any clients or anything sean that's perfect <laughs> anyway uh, just a couple more questions does your family or does your family get sick of you and neve talking about fitness free advice in my eyes they shouldn't get sick of it we but don't. yeah we don't yeah. so we we wouldn't sit at the kitchen table and be talking about that we don't really do that um you know it, it, we're very good at when we're with the family it's all about family um, the kids kind of take over. We talk a lot about mom. Um, we're a very family orientated family. We are, aren't we? We we spend a lot of time together and we love that. And uh, you know, we're we are each other's rocks. So we don't we don't sit there and talk about. But we're lucky that we're all kind of. Um, you know, my dad is interested in fitness. So is Kira and Siobhan's in the UK. So she's not really around the dinner table as often. But. Um, we don't no, we wouldn't be that kind of family that we'd sit there and be like, Oh, eat this, eat that but like Neve said, it, it, it is free advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but but I think just the question going back to about like, you know, <coughs> mam and how that impacts your life and stuff like that as well, that is a good thing to come back to it. That's probably why we're all so close now because I think, like, I was doing a lot of travelling at the time. We all go on with our lives and live in different places and stuff. And then when something like that happens, like, you're, you're, sh- you're shook. Like, you're like, oh, God, this could happen to anyone at any stage. So I should be nicer to my sisters. I, you know, I should be sounder to my dad and not beat him on everything. Let him win some things when we compete. But, um, but no, you, you, do, you, you do kind of realise the importance of it. Um, so, yeah, we are good at that. Um, What's it like for you and need to be female personal trainers in a male-dominated industry? Um, we don't let it affect us. Yeah. I wouldn't, um, you know, me, uh, we're just as, if not more, um, educated, strong, um, physically and mentally. Uh, I, it's, it may be a male-dominated, um, but I think that's going back to some females might feel a little bit intimidated um, possibly I don't know but uh, I think it's getting better it is getting better but no I definitely um, we don't really think about it no. I think I, I think years ago it may have been more of an issue it's not an issue at all years ago when you know it was kind of masculine for women to lift or you know stuff like that then it may have been a problem um, not a problem but it would have been a, 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 a negative effect maybe on some people about it but no not, not at all now um because now, like we're saying, it is cool to lift. It's trend to lift. Very important for females to lift more so than men from the point of view of bone density, bone health, endocrine system health, like everything, everything. So, yeah, that's not an issue. Two more questions. Uh, why do you have a sauna and lift? Because it's freezing out here. Because <laughs> it's freezing for the trainers. Me and Eve actually sit in that sauna when we're teaching <laughs> classes and just shout out because we're Baltic in here. Um this is why we need more clients so we can buy heaters. <laughs> no, we have a sauna because um, it's an infrared sauna. So the infrared sauna, it's, it's not a sauna that um, 
the panels are a little bit different. The heat comes through the panels, so you can wear. Um, you know, you don't have to be in your underwear. You don't have to be in uh, bikini or whatever. You can you can sit in it in shorts and the top, um, and it's it's fairly comfortable. But also, it has um, massive benefits to it. So it, you know, we we would be hypocrites if we would constantly be telling people lift, train, do this, do that, and then we have nothing for recovery. So um, it's a really good asset, or it's a really good. Um, option for recovery for clients to hop into the sauna after a session or also if clients are like oh, I really really feel shit I don't want to train today hop in the sauna have a sauna it's really good for detoxification and um, again so we're always going on you know we, we we take pride that we would try and give the clients the best advice out there and um, you know constantly upskilling and educating ourselves and the sauna has major has um, proven to have a lot of benefits for detoxification. Obviously, you sweat when you're in it, so you're detoxifying, and as well, you're taking some time out and chill out time for yourself. So, um, yeah, that's why we have a sauna. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a the reason why it's also dry heat sauna, so people can sit in there for a little bit longer. If you go to you know just like a leisure club or something, they have a, a sauna there, like two or three minutes, you're sweating and you're rosy, you're gonna get out. Is where the infrared panels. Are, are sometimes even hotter than what they'd have in a leisure centre but because it's a dry heat sauna you can sit in there with a book we recommend yeah. clients do that there's a little radio in there as well so people can sit there and there read that and yeah exactly what you're saying like yeah it's just important to recover as it is to train yeah. and on that what do I do for self-care? Me? No I think the client's asking what does he or she do for self-care? <coughs> you can say what you do for self-care I'd say they're asking me sure I don't know what people would do for self-care you fucking need to Sauna, lifting, FST. There's a place in Smithfield called Lift, is it? Yeah, they do all those it, things. Yeah, I think it's Lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do all those things. That's what we do for self-care. Um, what do you do for self-care? That is what I do for self-care. Yeah, I lift. I um, come to my job. I know. Um, do you know what I do for self-care? And, uh, you know, people always ask me, have I hobbies? Have I this? Um, I go to therapy once a week. And even on days where I'm like, I've nothing to talk to her about. Like, I might come in some days and she's looking at me going, okay, roles should be reversed because I'm like, so how are you? What's the crack? But that's what I do. It's part of my life now. Um, I can't actually ever see me giving it up. Um, you know, some of my friends like me and they're like, it's so expensive. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's a great thing for me. Um, and yeah, it's the biggest investment. I, I'm lucky that I don't have to pay for a gym membership. Or don't have to pay for, um, you know, it, my fitness. So I have that. So I have another level of. Uh, I have another. My mental health is just as important as my, if not more important than my physical health. So I go to therapy once a week, and that's my uh, mode of self care. And obviously, your usual, like, you know, my training is um, self care. But then, family, being around family, is a big thing. Um, reading I've got into reading the last while that's a good thing and just chilling out um, and investing more in myself yeah so that's my self-care what what do you want um like what are your goals for 2020 like you know when you look back at the end of the year like what are you gonna be like oh yeah deadly did that tick that box happy with that what that's your question isn't it yeah that's my question (laughs) um so goals for 2020 I'm always driven to be busier, so I always want to, you know, I I would love yeah, lift, yeah. So 
be more successful, more um, more successful in work. Well, I don't want to say more successful, but as in, yeah, I do. I want to look back and be like, that was a really good year. That was a really good year in work. Um, I need need to research a little bit more and be able to say, yeah, no, I've definitely, I've given my, my all there. But also, you're going to actually laugh at this. Well, no, you probably won't laugh. Um, last night, I was Googling. I was lying in bed and I couldn't sleep. Googling. I sound like a fifth-year or an eight-year-old woman. Um, and uh, I want to join a sport. So I really need to do that. So I really need to join a sport. So that's one of my main goals. So I was looking at tennis last night. I think I'd be all right at tennis. Yeah, yeah, you get to wear white stuff, don't you? Well, it's either that or rugby. Who would you take a rugby? Who would I go to? I can't say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be my coach. Yeah, no, I can. I can. So um, I'm actually saying it now, but I need yeah. to. I need. I want to join a sport. Um, my biggest regret. I can't even uh, put as much emphasis on it. Um, my biggest regret is never picking up a sport. Dancing kind of took over my life. So uh, and I never, I never um, even went on to do as much as I could have. I was actually a fairly decent dancer, but. Uh, Again, life got in the way, um, you know, man passing away and all that jazz and everything else kind of got in the way, so it was kind of pushed to the side. But, um, so yeah, I think just doing more for myself in 2020 and being the best being the best version of myself, mm. that sounds so cliche, but that is a, a goal for the first time in a long time. I'm putting myself first. Um, I'm single and I don't have... Um, <laughs> is it no. <laughs> year like when I was in a seven year relationship and had completely yeah, different yeah. goals you know they aren't my goals anymore so just being the best ver- the version of my this isn't Tinder and going on that going on Tinder as well that big <laughs> oh no but uh yeah just being the best version of myself in 2020 and that actually is a goal and um, and I know that people might be like oh everyone says that but that is something that I really want to um yeah achieve yeah good nothing else no, I think we've got through all of the questions, yeah. And that was, that was my question, the last one, yeah. So, good. Yeah, Chadley, well, thanks so much, Neve. That was uh, horrific. I know, it was, it was actually good. You weren't as... Um, you didn't actually slag me at all, really. Well, no, people want to know about you, so... Don't yeah, want to hear about me. You would have. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Neve, for asking me thanks. Yeah, so thanks so much. Um, I hope that I answered everyone's questions and people thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was actually um, very strange being put on the spot, but it was good. So, yeah, thanks, and I will chat to you all soon. You're well able. I almost said that ages. <laughs> <laughs>